You're tuned into Beltway Beef, official commentary of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Policy Division here in Washington, D.C. I'm Shauna Newsom, and joining with me today is Arizona rancher David Cook. David, you're in town this week to talk about the increasing regulatory burden that many ranchers are facing across the West, specifically with the Federal Land Planning and Management Act, as well as the Wilderness Act. Can you talk a little bit about how these regulations are impacting ranchers that utilize federal lands? Uh, Shauna, thank you. and I'm welcome to be here also as a state representative for rural Arizona in District Number 8. In, in the ranching business, uh, what happens is well-intended legislation like FLIPMA that was done some time ago has now gone astray. Uh, these agencies are rogue. They, they have changed the rules and regulations to not be the intent of the original act, which creates a hardship on people and families in rural Arizona, especially when you're in a county like Gila County of Arizona that is 97% federal land and 3% private. And that 3% private also includes the mining land. So really we're down to 1.5% private land in the entire county. So uh, we have to have federal land to manage our businesses and our grazing allotments. But the problem is that in different parts of the state or different parts of the West, you will have the same agency that will be interpreting the rules and regulations differently and therefore creating burdens and hardships on people. Can you talk a little bit about how FLIPMA has impacted your operation? Well, in FLIPMA in our ranch, we've been going through a thing called NEPA for, for 15 years. Uh, 15 years on our permit. What that it means is that the agency is going to do an analysis on grazing and it, it's a simple analysis that can be handled probably in around 9 to 12 months easily. But what happens is the agencies get bogged down into a process and for years and years and years. We have another permit that it was going through an envir environmental impact statement which five years of agency work and meetings on our behalf, all of a sudden the agency comes in and says, well, we're going to stop what we're doing now and we're going to start over. So millions of dollars of taxpayer money has been wasted now in that process just to renew a simple grazing permit. The Wilderness Act has also created increased restrictions. Can you visit a little bit about that and tell us how that's impacted your operations or some of the operations around your home? Absolutely. There are several vacant permits today uh, that are based on wilderness designations. Uh, what happens is when, when an area gets designated as wilderness, it's almost like taking that land completely off the books. It, it's no longer that's being able to use for any, any kind of economic benefit for the counties in which it resides in. Uh, for instance, if you have a ranch and part of that is designated as wilderness, you're almost giving up that entire part of your ranch because you're not allowed to go in and do the maintenance and operations on the improvement in which you need and rely on to do your grazing operation. For instance, if you need to clean out the stock tanks or build fences, it's almost impossible to ever get anything like that approved to take machinery or stuff in there to do that. Now, oftentimes when regulations are put forth, they're well-meaning, but what we've seen with FLIPMA and the Wilderness Act is that they ultimately hurt multiple use and they take ranchers off the land where we know ranchers are the ones that are stewarding our natural resources and they care for the land because they're the ones that depend on it and live and work on it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have a saying out in the West, grazing prevents blazing. And, and that is just one of the best things that we can say. When you re Land must be managed. And, and so it must be managed by people that are actually living on the land, but not by Washington, D.C. and bureaucrats. So we know what's best for the land because we're living off of it. So if you go in and you're, and you're grazing that land appropriately, 
then what's happening is you're keeping the fire dangers down, you're using those natural renewable resources, and you're generating income for public schools and for businesses of the, of the county and the state. When you lock it up and, and you don't use it at all, what happens is over time, if you don't manage that land, Mother Nature is going to come in and manage it for you, and, and nine times out of ten, that's called catastrophic wildfire. Now, you're here this week to testify before Congress, but ultimately, what is needed from Congress to help ensure the multiple use and that ranchers can stay viable on their land? What I think needs to be done is a lot of these rules and regulations need to be rolled back. There, there needs to be some guidance given from Congress to agencies about what they can or cannot do, because what happens is when the act gets passed, all of a sudden the agencies are left unattended, and then they write their own rules and regulations for those agencies, which a lot of times are completely in the opposite direction of what the congressional intent was. That was Arizona rancher David Cook. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until we meet again, eat beef and check us out online at beefusa.org.